Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray The Al Yankovic Stories, a new movie out now via Roku, the Roku app. Uh, If you have a Roku device, I would imagine you have access to this movie. And uh, for those that don't, you can download a Roku app on your uh, device, your smart device, like your phone or your tablet. Uh, I tried to get it on my Apple TV. Sadly, it was not available as an app on my Apple TV. Not surprised. Uh, since they're competing hardware, but uh, I did get it on my iPad. I was able to watch this movie. I was looking forward to this movie. I was a huge fan growing up of Weird Al. His songs are hilarious, funny. Uh, I remember on like rotation was Weird Al CDs or tapes and uh, Adam Sandler. Uh, both of which comedy albums, comedy music, some sketches in the Adam Sandler stuff. Uh, I loved the parodies uh, that Weird Al put out. Uh, you know, obviously Amish Paradise is a classic. Uh, Eat It. Uh, all of these songs that are also featured in this movie starring Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al himself. Weird Al playing himself as uh, the voice whenever he sings. It is Weird Al's voice. Uh, and uh, he also plays the manager, the label, I guess the a label executive, Weird Al does. Uh, but yeah, I love this movie. I was excited. I was able to get access to it. I had been seeing promos for this movie online for, I don't know, the last six months or so. And I knew it was a Roku movie, and I didn't really worry too much about it. I figured I would be able to find access, be able to gain access to the mo- this movie in some way. Thankfully, I was able to do it legitimately. Also, thankfully, uh, this is because it's a Roku movie. Roku puts ads on their movies, but for whatever reason, while I was watching it on my iPad via the Roku app, I had zero advertisement breaks. I could see in the track bar of progress bar of the movie little spaces where clearly ads should go, but never once did I have to watch an ad, which is different from every other experience I've heard from people watching this movie. So I don't know if it's because I watched it through the app and there was a glitch or whatever, Either way, I'm thankful I got to watch this movie uncut in its entirety, start to finish, no ads, and uh, it was also a funny movie, uh, which you would expect from Weird Al, somebody who has been doing comedy forever. And this movie, in a lot of ways, is similar to the music that he made, where it's, you know, it's a musical biopic, but it's definitely has the Weird Al touch to it. Very similar in a lot of ways to uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, which is a parody of musical biopics, which is also a hilarious comedy movie. This movie, in a lot of ways, making fun of the biopic biopic tropes that exist, like getting famous very effortlessly, the way songs uh, get inspired just very like it, 
very like just cheesy, right? Which if you're watching a serious biopic like Bohemian Rhapsody about Queen and you see how the origins of certain songs came about, it's very cheesy, very corny, doesn't not believable whatsoever. Whereas when you're watching Weird, the Al Yankovic story, it makes complete sense. And also this whole movie on some level, you know, there are aspects of truth in this movie. But clearly, there are major influences of just taking what might be a kernel of reality and exploding it as over the top as possible. Uh, whether it's his dad or his parents in general, both hating his lifestyle, sitting him down at the dinner table just literally telling him in a somber moment that they would like him to start acting like a different person, that they don't like anything that he does or who he is. Hilarious. His dad, like a dad angry at the idea his kid would play the accordion, but to such an extent it becomes a violent outrage any time that that gets brought up, mentioned, or a salesperson shows up. Uh, the fact that he gets, like, peer pressured into going to a polka party, and at the polka party, somebody brings out an accordion, and they peer pressure Al Yankovic into playing the accordion by doing the chicken dance. The first time I've ever, I mean, obviously, everybody, especially if you grew up in the 80s, I don't know how common it is today, but to be called a chicken is a very common way in the 80s and 90s for kids to get under your skin, right? To bully you or pressure you into doing a thing you don't want to do. But this movie, like everything else, takes it over the top, and it's not just these people calling him a chicken. It is a house full of people at a polka party doing the chicken dance, in order to pressure him into playing the accordion. Of course, he's been playing the accordion in private, practicing. So, of course, he is a master accordion player, blowing the minds of all of his peers. Hilarious. Uh, the So many cameos of famous people today playing different famous people of the day back then. Uh, like, there's a specific party he goes to where... He's picked up by Dr. Demento, who is played by Rainfall, Heatwave, Extreme Winter, Wilson, uh, which is the new name of Rain Wilson. Plays Dr. Demento, brings him, invites him to a party at the party. All of the kind of eccentric artists of the 80s and 90s are there, all played by other famous people that are currently famous. Hilarious. Hilarious. All the cameos that were there. Hilarious. All the people those cameos were playing. Uh, I felt like in a lot of ways the casting was brilliant. Because like many movies based on real life, at the end, during the credits, there are pictures. Right? Which are great. I love that aspect of movies based on reality. You know, a lot of the times when you have the pictures during the credits you see how good or bad the casting was. Like how closely people look uh, to the, the reality of the people. And in this one, it was actually surprising, 
right? Dr. Demento, rain, rainfall, heat wave, extreme winter, Wilson, looked a lot like Dr. Demento or who I would assume uh, Dr. Demento was in this picture because, like, everything in this movie where you're not entirely sure. I mean, most of the time you're pretty positive it's fake, but sometimes you're like, did that really happen? Like, is this reality or is this like a Tarantino thing where he's changing historical events in order to make the story better, right? And it's like Weird Al, like with when Tarantino does it, he does one small event, right? Like, like they actually kill Hitler, right? Just one small change of a historical thing to make the movie like pop. This movie changes so much. It's so hard in a lot of a lot of ways to understand what you're watching is real or fabricated or a parody, right? It's it it reminds you. It has the the essence of the original story, the original events, but it's it's changed in a way to make it more funny, uh, which is something that you know obviously the entire catalog of Weird Al music is that kind of a thing. So the photos, and of course, even with the photos, it turns into photos that are like, oh, well, it's clearly, right? Like somebody was using Photoshop, which I appreciated that. I wish it was better Photoshop. They should have hired me. Uh, I could have done. That's one thing in movies that stands out a lot to me. It's real noticeable every time they use doctored photos. Because uh, the Photoshop's usually not that great, right? It's like, okay. Like, it's somebody definitely knows a little bit about Photoshop, but they clearly weren't taking their time. It was kind of a rush job. They didn't really... Nobody in the art department really critiqued the end product or had any notes for what is obviously a Photoshop piece. Uh, but in this movie, it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah, you don't need, you don't need uh, the most high-quality Photoshops, but... If they did, it would have hit better. It would have hit even more, uh, I think. It would have, it would have, you know, added a little bit more of like, you know, are these photos real? Did Weird Al actually, uh, you know, defeat Pablo Escobar? Did he really have a love affair with Madonna? Was his were his roommates really good band players and didn't show? their abilities until his first show where things weren't going very well on stage and they just decided to go up on stage pick up instruments and could play them effortlessly along with the song that he was singing right is that real i don't know right but that's what i love about this movie right because even though you're not sure if what you're watching is real honest it doesn't matter because it's entertaining it doesn't matter because it's funny and I love seeing Daniel Radcliffe playing these in these weird movies, playing these weird roles, whether it's this movie or Swiss Army Man, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, I am a huge fan of the wacky things that Daniel Radcliffe does. And in this movie, I thought he was great as Weird Al. I, I really did. It was a lot of fun. All of the performances are great. Right, like I, everybody knows the movie they're in. Right, they're playing it like they know they're in a comedy, but they're still playing it straight, which I appreciate that. You know, because sometimes in comedies, they, you know, actors will just kind of not try very hard, 
you know, and it's noticeable. Doesn't it doesn't work all the way all the time, or they go over the top too much. I think everything was pretty amazing in this. Um, the fact that he went from having these parents that hated uh, his existence, not hated his existence, they just didn't approve of anything that he did or the person he was. And then he went to these roommates who were by far the most supportive roommates, right? Over-the-top kind of college bros, but also super supportive, which is a fun contrast, right? Like they're doing these ridiculously death-defying things in order to rebel now that they're on their own, which is something people do when they get, you know, move out of their parents' house in the college years. Whether you're going to college or not, usually your 20s is where, you know, when you're out of your parents' house, that's when you start doing things that aren't smart, that are very dangerous and could, could land you in a lot of trouble. And uh, these guys all did the thing way like 211 everything's 211 the way the parents are 11 their thoughts on on al 11 uh, thoughts on accordions 11 and whether it's whether it's being violent or whether it's being supportive uh all of these carrots carrots all these characters are uh really great uh, i also love how in this movie another one of those things that like changes history is which i guess i'm mildly spoiling a comedy it, i mean it's not i you know just a warning i guess right go watch this movie if you're a fan of weird al which everybody in my age range should be kids would definitely like i i don't like this is like he has classic songs that defy time and space there is not a moment in human history where a weird al song will ever be not hilarious and great right i in my opinion in my very biased opinion of my opinion of uh, an artist that i grew up listening to in a lot of ways Take a little break from the show to promote. I figured out a way on my website to offer prints for every single painting. So if you go to a painting, you can buy the original painting or you can buy a print for everything. Artwork that you don't want to spend $100 plus on 9 by 12 inch ink painting on paper. $100 for the original one of a kind piece of artwork. Paintings range in price depending on their size. The 8 by 10 print, $20 available in the store at inspireddisorder.com and now let's get back to the show the other moment that is a spoiler is one of weird al's famous songs right which all of the hits are kind of you get to see the origins of them which is funny in this also that you you can see so obviously the origins of a song like uh the baloney song right but it it always takes like al it always takes them like way too long to figure it out right where the audience is like it's right there right where most music musical biopics would be on the same wavelength as the audience they'd be like oh it's right there that's how they came up with that song oh he's just tinkling the ivories and just came up with bohemian rhapsody pretty effortless you know um where this it's always 
Al is always a few steps behind, which, you know, draws it out a little bit more, stretches out that tension uh, to make the comedy more, to, to make the comedy hit a little bit more. But the thing, the changed in history thing was Al wanting to stop doing parody music. He no longer wanted to be the parody guy. World famous for parodies, right? Everybody that he parodied, every song of a famous person, their albums would, would you know, double in sales anytime. He was like the magic maker. If you're a, a musician, you have a song, maybe you're not doing too well. If Weird Al parodies it, it's going to blow up. Like, he has the magic touch. But he's tired of that responsibility. He's tired, tired of being pigeonholed. So he comes up with an original song after a, a, a complete and utter uh, drug binge, right? Uh, he gets dosed with... Because that's how... All musicians come up with that's how all artists come up with all of their ideas. You have to be on drugs to think creatively. It's almost impossible for an artist to think of anything outside of reality to be creative in any way without massive amounts of psychedelics, right? Every artist knows this. Like, there's no possible way to have an imagination or to be creative without massive amounts of psychedelics. And in this one time, Al takes a bunch of psychedelics, not on purpose, but he did, right? His manager's a little bit of a, a scallywag, a little bit of a scoundrel, dosed his stuff, a little bit of a Ari Shafir, as it were. And, uh, he comes up with this original song called Eat It, right? And then, of course, what happens, what we all know happened in reality is that the, the struggling artist known as Michael Jackson, the guy who was kind of a washed-up part of a, an early boy band, the Jackson 5, kind of washed up, tried to go out on his own, be a solo artist, as many, you know, group, boy band type of uh, musical kind of gimmicks do as they get older they try and of course we all know michael jackson struggled for many years and then just kind of died in obscurity for those that don't recognize the name michael jackson but in this movie we see that in order to reinvigorate michael's career he did a, a turnaround whoop-de-woo on weird al and in in instead parodied eat it with the michael jackson song beat it which most people would think it went the other way around but we clearly see in this movie that that was an original song the one of the only original songs weird al ever wrote a clear hit everybody knows eat it right all all the kids had the jacket in the 80s they had the poster Right, it was an iconic thing. Even Michael Jackson stole all the the look, everything. Didn't steal, parodied. I should make that clear, because that's what Weird Al did. It was kind of like a whoopty woo. It's a guy who tried to write unsuccessfully a bunch of original songs, and Michael Jackson just could never find, oh, just never was able to tap into the zeitgeist again once he left the Jackson Five, and then. You know, he, he, he stole a little bit of the, the creative inspiration from Weird Al, did this song beat it, and, of course, reinvigorated his career, you know, up until he got killed by a doctor. But, you know, I mean, I, he, he, he did a lot of kind of questionable things with kids also. So, you know, 
maybe it was in that struggle where he kind of broke bad and went down a bad path and uh you know just trying to ride on the coattails of of weird al just wasn't enough for him to change his ways and uh you know find satan as it were you know like if he really was drawn to the light and would have hailed satan a bit more you know beelzebub he would have been on the righteous path and uh not done what he did climbing trees and pretending he was a kid like it's very weird kind of a like you know the 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 shattered struggle of an artist after leaving the boy band jackson five was just clearly too much for him but he did have that one glimmer of hope when he when he did the parody right i always growing up i always wished weird al and michael jackson would go on tour together right they and then they parody each other's parodies into a whole new thing and then released a double album together right that would have been perfect right maybe have madonna in the background doing the dancing because of course madonna was known for dancing not singing she, like most of her songs were just kind of melodies mostly dancing right she was a very just a, an expressive dance artist who happened to have good producers to do her catchy things right i would have always loved to see that but it never happened sadly and one of the very few moments of this movie where they didn't portray it as that but yeah i love that aspect of it where you know like it's very tarantino thing where tarantino takes one little element and he's and he switches it and this movie does a very similar thing and you know it does it so much that it's almost hard to know when it switched or switched back or you know maybe the switch is just being in his strobe lights and you know maybe you have like a a neurological disorder and the flashing lights give you seizures and then like you spent most of the movie on the floor with foam coming out of your mouth and just because there wasn't the warning at the beginning of the movie that there was going to be the flashing lights so if you have that that kind of neurological disorder it you know warmed you know movies usually have that so it warns you if there's going to be flashing lights to be warned and to not look at the screen when it's ha like you know the the poltergeist kind of effect they call it the poltergeist right where flashing lights you t seizures you're on the ground foam coming out of your mouth then you get sucked across the kitchen floor into the closet and then you know your parents have to find a little person to come in to clean the house and uh it's a whole thing so probably something that offsets the cost of having to pay for a uh, roku device which i said you can get the roku app for free so you don't need to pay for the roku a uh, roku device to get the app to watch this movie uh just because i didn't have to watch any ads I, you know maybe you do i don't know how it works for everybody but clearly the, the flashing lights and the things and then you know i think while that happened while i was on the ground from the flashing lights i was on the ground having seizures foam coming out of my mouth kind of all over the floor my dog looking at me like well you're gonna clean that up during that time the movie kept playing and i think what happened was that it turned into like an action film where he's al's in a diner with madonna and then there's it turns into like an action film and then kind of like a rambo type of a movie or a taken type of a movie because i think madonna gets taken 
and then Weird Al turns into the Taken guy, right? Who was in all those Taken movies that were titled different things, but like people got taken and he had to go like untake them. That's what Weird Al turned into into the movie after that diner scene, which was a fun action scene, right? I mean, Daniel Radcliffe can do no wrong, you know, whether he's doing magic or karate chops. He's, he's got it. He's got it and pulls it off really good. Very strong dude, too, right? It never realized how absolutely strong Weird Al is until seeing this movie where Daniel Radcliffe has his shirt off multiple times and just ripped, right? We never saw that with the real Weird Al because he was always wearing a Hawaiian shirt, right? Never really showed the guns, never really put it out there in that way until this movie. So it was clear that, you know, he wanted to hold back right his whole career he knew one day he was going to be making a movie and then there was this going to be guy this guy named daniel radcliffe who was going to be able to accurately portray the authentic weird al yankovic physique to the people out in the world let them know that he was buff and that's why madonna got into him and kind of ruined his life you know but at least when he wanted to go drunk driving she had the keys ready to go because he was going to leave without the keys. That just would have been embarrassing. You can't drunk drive if you don't have the keys, right? You can't just bad things can't happen if you can't even go, right? The journey can't start if you don't have the starter metal piece that goes in the thing, turn it. So great stuff. Love that. Uh, when he finds out, like later on, obviously, like every biopic movie, you know, the struggles of the parents, there's always some kind of resolution to that. There's always a coming back where he comes home, right? He ends up doing the thing that his parents always thought he would do, you know, like an Elvis. He went back and, and became whatever he did before he made music, you know, and this one, Al goes and works in the factory. We all remember that time and weird al's career where he went back home right after the fame and fortune and everything you know and then escobar took his woman and he had to like go kill escobar and like it just all of that stuff that happened in the 80s and the 90s we all remember it right it was on entertainment tonight every night just the the weird al saga what is the new developments with madonna and escobar and the cartel and you know is michael jackson gonna do another parody all of that stuff was just every night on entertainment tonight and and dateline and all those shows let's take a little break from the show to promote the benefits of inspired disorder plus so you go inspireddisordercom slash plus sign up five dollars a month you get to binge the full week of the ray taylor show ad free you get to watch all of the live painting videos i do you get a special members only discount and deals for all of the artwork and merch that i sell you also get the complete podcast back catalog of every podcast i've ever produced hundreds of episodes countless different podcasts you also get access to my personal blog a new blog comes out every week in addition to that you get my creative writing that i'm releasing you also get access to asking me anything 14 years of experience podcasting i've been creating art my entire life i've been using photoshop since middle school and you can contact me to ask me questions about that or anything else so those are the benefits for signing up for inspired disorder plus and now let's get back to the show and uh you know 
when he went back to the factory, they tried to send the camera crew there. But, of course, big accident. People die sometimes. I mean, factories, people just get sucked into machines all the time, right? That's why they took factories out of the United States and then shipped all. They moved, put all the factories on giant boats, right, from, like, Ohio and the Midwest. They just they helicoptered all of the factories onto these giant boats and shipped them off to Mexico. They shipped them off to China, all the factories. They shipped them off other places where they don't care if people get sucked into the machines. But in America, we couldn't stand for people getting sucked into machines and factories anymore. So we had to get rid of factories, right? Factories were the problem. A lot of people were saying factories don't kill people. The capitalist machine kills people. But we knew the real thing, that, that factories were a tool specifically designed to suck human life into them and spit out a pile of uh, skin and bones and blood we've seen the movies we know ship the factories overseas you know that whole thing that happened in the 90s and uh so that kind of changed weird al's trajectory again because there was no more factories because they kept sucking people into machines and you can't have that in america although i hear they're bringing that back right we have so many people overpopulation in america so they're like finally we can bring back like, there's people have been having enough babies, right? So we have too many people again, too much traffic, always too much traffic, homeless people. A lot of rich people have problems with homeless people, so they're just going to put all the homeless people and all the people waiting in traffic, they're just going to go put them all in cages inside of factories, and then if they get sucked in, it's like, well, that's okay. It's America. This is the new America, right? They made it the same it was again, right? America is the same it was again. Because factories, jobs are coming back. People are going to get sucked in. But that's okay. Because we don't need as many people. We need less traffic. Uh, homeless people make, make rich people go, ew. Right? We can't have rich people going, ew. It's just like it's, it's disgusting to see a wealthy person's face shrivel up like that when it sees a homeless person that they have to, like, drive by in their Ma Maseratis or or look down at in their hel from their helicopters. Like, it's just a whole thing that's going on in this country with politics and, you know, factories are coming back to suck people in and, and spit them out. And this movie really didn't really focus on the minutia of all of that, but I appreciate that it, you know, at least hinted at, at least paid homage to the fact that we had a massive factory sucking in people problem, right? Before we moved, before we took all the, the factories, helicopter to boat to China or Mexico or, you know, just everywhere, like non-white people where we moved, they sent all of the factories there and uh, the factories just suck those people in, right? That's why sometimes, uh, you know, for, for a while, there were like red products, right? They said it was to benefit AIDS, but it's just those red products were happened when those people would get sucked in, you know, right? So anyway, loved it. This movie was great. Uh, oh yeah, I found out like his he found out his dad was Amish, so clearly that's you know it, you see all the connections. The specific connections that inspired the music, which is the, the, the one thing, the only thing people go to see musical biopics 
for is to see the small things that effortlessly inspire massive hits, right? So when he found out he has a lineage to the Amish folk, the ability to write a song that his dad already wrote, so the ability to take the paper with the lyrics on it and mash that up with uh, a gangster rapper of the time, Coolio, right? That blending of father's inspiration and the streets, blending that together, clear and obvious hit. And thankfully we have that aspect shown in this movie in a, a way that's like when they sat down at the dinner table and Al found out that his dad was Amish, right? Very dis disgusting kind of behavior to be discovering about your, your parent that they used to be without electrical devices, you know, like they could have gone a different way, but Al kept it together found out you know okay my dad started out life without using electrical devices and was kind of part of this religious cult thing but he wrote down this song so let bygones be bygones and and uh let's do this you know so i i enjoyed the historical value that this movie put out in a time where history books are being taken away because history is racist and we don't want racism to exist so then we have to get rid of books but one of those books was just full of pictures that his dad drew of the Amish community so it snuck by the censors who take books to burn them to get rid of racism um, and that history is so needed because we don't have any history anymore. There's no more history. Uh, math is illegal. History is illegal. Um, some music is not good. You know, video games, I think, are bad now. Um, it's just a confusing time. And it's good to know that we have a movie like this movie, Weird, that really kind of realigns perspective and reminds us what the times were before today you know all of those times and all of those moments that existed before today they existed in a time that was before and they're not now they're not going to happen in the future they happened already in the past and this movie did a great job of you know just highlighting those things and exploring those things and highlighting the highlighted parts like underlining the highlighted parts of those things to really embolden them and underline not strike through because that makes it harder to read um, but I do think he did use some hatch, hash marks in the drawings of his Amish I think it was just more of a aesthetic style of the time for the Amish to do the, the hash hash lines as a way to shade to to provide contrast and shadow in an image to you know kind of make the composition pop but um you know 
It's sad that Madonna killed him, had him killed, just as he won that very specific award. You know, but at least he came back. You know, we all know how George Romero invented zombies, and since his invention of zombies, thankfully we were able to reanimate. They planted Weird Al's dead body in the reanimation soil invented by George A. Romero, planted them in the resurrection soil, and then had the regeneration stone at the, the front of it labeled with the name because you don't want to – when you wake up after being regenerated, if you don't have the stone with your name on it, you'd forget. You might forget and you might think you're – like he could have woken up and thought he was Michael Jackson, right? Because we didn't have a Michael Jackson anymore. So he could have woken up and he's like, well, I have a song that's very similar. Maybe I am. But he wouldn't have wanted to come back as Michael Jackson because of all the kid stuff. So when he died, they put him in the regeneration soil invented by George A. Romero, became zombie Al Yankovic. And, you know, like the movie George Romero directed uh, Creep Show, the very first Creep Show is a parody of the events of Al Yankovic. And that first story of Creepshow 1, it was a dad, quote-unquote, but we all know that Weird Al Yankovic doesn't have kids, right? He doesn't. Like, kids have him, but he doesn't have kids. So they changed it a little bit for that George Romero movie, but it, it depicts the events of Madonna going to the regeneration soil site uh, by the, the, the stone of, of healing. And, uh, you know, it was a great way to end this movie after seeing the photoshops and uh, the history. So I appreciated this movie. Thank you, Weird Al Yankovic, for coming back and being our lord and savior of all things musical and uh, comedy, funny, ha-ha stuff. And uh, I really do appreciate that you cast Rainfall, Heatwave, Extreme Winter Wilson as Dr. Demento because the casting was amazing. For a second, I thought, oh, is that like a emaciated Rain Wilson, or sorry, Rainfall Heat Wave Extreme Winter Wilson? Is that a, an emaciated Rainfall Heat Wave Extreme Winter Wilson, or is that what Dr. Demento actually looked like? I didn't even know Dr. Demento was a real person. I actually thought, out of this whole movie, I thought that was the one thing that he changed, like Tarantino did to make it fictional like everything else is clearly by the book exactly how it happened in the before times of history moments except for dr demento was fake but it apparently is real so i'm still working maybe the origin of the baloney song he actually took ham out of the refrigerator to make sandwiches and just was hungry for baloney because he loves food that was more processed you right he doesn't want food that in any way resembles actual organic meat which of course we know about that too so watch weird al i mean weird the al yankovic story i loved it i enjoyed it it was a lot of fun to talk about it i'm surprised i didn't cry as much as i did when i watched the movie because i didn't really cry when i watched the movie so i i guess i cried about as much as i did watching the movie even though i probably should have there were moments where i felt inhuman like dead inside like my heart was made of stone watching this movie because i was like man it really feels like i should be crying right now but i'm not 
I'm actually kind of laughing a little bit. So check it out. Weird. Ali Yankovic story. Do it. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.